0: How do you leverage your knowledge, experience, and expertise when you're creating your business? My guest today, Matt Levenhagen, and I talk about his early work experiences and how they inform his web design agency. You see, he worked in various industries, but always wanted to do his own thing. He leaned on his experiences and his passions to create unified web design where he translates his customer's vision into a digital asset that gets them found on the web. You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Espresso Jams. Today, I have Matt Levenhagen with us, and Matt is an owner of a website design agency. He's also a podcaster, but today he's a guest. Welcome to the show, Matt.
1: Good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: So tell us where do you hail from today?
1: I am uh, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
0: Oh, fantastic. Beautiful weather out there.
1: It's not too bad today, actually. It's sunny. All right.
0: Hey, Hi. that's great. So I think actually,
1: it might, I think it might get over 40.
0: <laughs> we do have listeners all over the world, so 40 could be colder 40 degrees than where you're could, could be warmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, you own your own agency. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So we want to know, how did that come about? And was there anything in your early years that might have indicated you would do this crazy thing, like try and own your own business and actually succeed in it?
1: <laughs> I don't know. What, like Succeeding wasn't a foregone conclusion. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I, I, I've gone through a number of businesses in my life. Um, And some did better than others. But uh I, you know, looking back at my real young years, (laughs) I'm in my early 50s now. Um going back into my probably late teens and twenties, I think for some reason I I can't go back precisely into that mind and and what 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 I was thinking back then. I was rebellious teen into into my twenties. Um but uh, I do know that I, I like the idea of business way back then, because hmm. I when I did go to college, I went to several colleges, never quite got my degree. Um, I would always start and uh, take a bunch of classes and uh, then I would get distracted and do something else. in my life
0: Find uh, something but, more interesting.
1: Well, <laughs> a couple. Well, one one was. Well, like when I was in my like 19, 20 years old, I decided I was going to be an artist. And uh, I pursued fine art. I was doing, I was like a Picasso, right? I was stretching my own canvases, doing paintings, big paintings. Did that for like six, seven years. Um, So that's why I I, I went to college for like a semester, took some business class, took an art class, decided I was going to be self-taught, do my own thing. And um, that's just where I was in that time of my life. I went back to college. Um, I went actually to a technical school for a year, year and a half and was, went over to, I was transferring to UW, uh, Milwaukee here. And I was also taking business classes. And I had, at that point, this was mid, mid nineties, mid nineties. Um, I had decided, yeah, I definitely wanted to do something in business. And uh, so I started doing that, but then I did drop out of that again because somebody offered me a job at an insurance agency. And it was all state insurance. I worked there for like six months and then we decided to partner up and start an independent agency. Um, And that was like a three, four year venture. So I just, in my twenties already, I kind of had this idea that I wanted to be a business person. And I, I think part of that was, that I also like sales and things like that, things that didn't have a cap on in my income or that that didn't limit me in some way that I could you know, do my own thing and, and build what I wanted. Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of where that foundation is. But then I had that creative foundation, too. So, yeah, I
0: hear a lot of left brain, right brain stuff going yeah,
1: on. Yeah, I have, like, a balance of that. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and so, I, I, yeah, I think to, to be balanced, I need to I need both those things. Um, and so that's kind of – there's other things in there. I, I got into right? – I had my own little agency for a while, for a number of years, and then I got found, discovered the Internet, and then I had some Internet businesses. And then about 10 years ago, I decided to um, – And what I was doing there, cash out and go into web design development because over those years, I had built a lot of websites of my own and I learned that um, I was marketing them and doing all this stuff. But I like tinkering with websites and I liked, you know, I would get a little too obsessed about that. so
0: So what I'm hearing is you, you built some of these websites for your own businesses on the internet and figured out that you had some skills and some abilities in building the websites. And did you go out looking for clients, or did someone come to you first and say, "Hey, I like what you're doing. Could you build me a website?"
1: Yes, my mine was pursuing. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, because I had built my first website like 2002. It was an insurance website. Oh, wow. Obviously, I had an insurance, I had an insurance agency, and I all the only reason I built it is because I wanted a, a website address on my business card. So I wasn't even thinking like internet yet, and I built that and that led me to doing all these other businesses and having websites. But when I decided to become kind of go into freelancing and start building, because I was building it for myself, I'm like, what if I flipped that and started building it for other people? I did it actually under a pseudonym for a while. Hmm. Um, I had a little, a little
0: protection in case things didn't go right.
1: <laughs> no, I because. My story is that, you know, I had actually another business. I had, okay. uh, I was an affiliate marketing, pay-per-click advertising. I had memberships. I had thousands of people that had bought my products. So I wasn't unknown. And, and I had kind of this thing in my head where I was going to continue doing that. And then I was going to do this other thing. Because if you look up my name, you're going to find what I'm all doing. And I just wanted to kind of keep that private for you. And it was just a decision I made. And and so so i did yes yeah, so i went to freelance sites i found uh it was, at the time it was elance that's now Upwork. They got absorbed into Upwork. um and just started uh applying you know trying to get jobs there and people post jobs on those boards and you you know submit and that um, was
0: that was uh, freelancer.com which is now upwork
1: it was elance.com elance. okay yeah yeah, and then they were purchased by I, or something. They merged or something whatever. like
0: that. There's but, a lot of freelancer yeah. type sites out there. There's there's Upwork, yeah. Fiverr, good sites for for starting out in, you know, yeah, like and yeah. And
1: I I built quite a uh, quite a good uh, base of business from there um, yeah. in, in those days in the early days. But now you wouldn't know because it's no longer existing. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so you had to find clients somewhere else.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so I had done that uh, for a couple of years. And and I was getting business elsewhere. Then I started, as people got to know what I was doing, and I got referral business or other people that I knew online or offline uh, would ask if I could do a website. So that did start to happen organically. Uh, but then I got a job in like 2014, well, a larger contract that lasted a year, and then they hired me for three years. So I became an employee for 3 years. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Back in 2010, 2012, so there were a lot of people building websites. What did you do to to differentiate yourself?
1: I have I don't know if I consciously did back then. I think I always just came with my skill set and like somebody needed something done and I could uh, explain, I could explain what I could do for them, that I, or I could solve their problem, whatever they're, they're doing, right? Um, but I think naturally, though, because I had that back, where I still differentiate myself is the fact that I had for a, almost a decade online, did internet marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, building landing pages, building websites, driving traffic, creating ads, doing all those things, analytics, Google analytics. Um, so that's and, a lot of
0: the the background stuff, what people don't see when they go to the website. Because right, it's of, a lot
1: of, right, you know, How right.
0: many billions of websites are there out there? And it's no longer, you know, it used to be, if you build it, they will come. Now it's like, if you build it, you will be on page 100 of Google search. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until, a <little> different today. <laughs> until you do what, what you've got as the background information to drive traffic to the website.
1: Yeah, so what what that's, I I think also having my sales background and stuff, it, it helped me sell myself in my skills and how I could solve a problem and, and, and stuff. So yeah, and, and all that is is background though. So what it's allowed me to do, and I have these conversations uh, today because I actually partner with other agencies as well, but they're marketing agencies. They're digital marketing agencies. They're advertising agencies. and But I made a decision that I would, even though I have all that background, my focus is web design and development and basically translating what their needs are onto the, you know, the, into the code and the website and design and all that stuff. And But what's helped me is the fact that I, I, I know the domain and I can speak the speak, right? right? And so when I, I, I'm authentic, I'm not, you know, I, I've been there, done that. And so when I have a conversation with a, a agency that's marketing, you know, they're marketers and all this stuff, I understand what they're trying to do. Huh. And I think that is what's kind of naturally helped me uh, close more deals and, and work with more people.
0: I would say the the type of background that you have is almost the perfect background for someone who is building websites.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, like you, you have that, uh, I'm unique in that I like the technical side of it. I, I've always liked coding and, and uh, that's kind of a creative process too. Um, as you design stuff, um, you know, you kind of design it with the code, you know, uh, Design it live if you want to, uh, just with the code. You don't even have to make a mock up or anything. Um, but so I always, but I always like that when I was a kid, you know, in my teenage years, I, I did some programming and stuff in basic. It was like an old language back then. And yes, I, I remember little, little... that well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I, and I had, you know, for my science fair project in ninth grade, I built a robot, you know, so I always had this techie kind of side mm-hmm. of me too. So it's almost like that's what the three things are. It's like the tech side, I love, I like the artistic side. I like creating things and not having any rules. Um, it's creating stuff, and right. then uh and then business. And so those three things kind of are, are married together. Um and and so yeah, that creative background, that technical, enjoying technical side of it, translating stuff. So one of the things I sp- felt like I sp- felt like I personally as a web developer slash designer specialized in was translating design to code, which I always love that process.
0: So bringing your client's vision to the computer screen through code.
1: Right. Right. Essentially. So, so I love the process, the design process itself of course is, is listening and discovering what the client needs, asking the right questions, figuring out where their pain points are and all the stuff related to that. And then creating that design but even if I didn't create the design, you take a design of uh, sometimes it's given to me and I just, I'm going to translate. So when you have a design like in Adobe XD or Photoshop or whatever, it's oftentimes a flat design. There's, you can, there's ways they add animations and stuff to graphics, but, um, but then taking that and translating it to the code so it comes to life. And that's right. why, I, you know, now now you take a concept and you translate it to to the code whether it's a wordpress theme or a temp, other template and now you can go to that site and you can animate things you know, it comes to life you can nat, you worry about the navigation all that stuff and then that's and when it's what's the best part about it is when you see the results of that
0: right and you've and actually the, created something and you can see that which oftentimes and, when you're you're a cog in a in a huge company you can't, you don't see that. So that's,
1: I have Yeah. If you're involved with, if you're involved with the client or, or the agency uh, you can start, you might have access to things that where you can start seeing the traffic or maybe you help the or help the conversions or that that's, you know, it's the website's one thing. So it's like different pieces, right? It's like figuring out the design and, and, and translating that to a website and worrying about the user experience and all that stuff. And then, and then, but actually seeing the conversions, that's, that's why I always loved about pay-per-click advertising, the really marketing I did years ago was you go through this process of building the landing page and all this stuff. But when you actually log in and you see the sales right. or see the leads, um, that's, that's the satisfying part. You went through this whole process and now you see seeing it. Seeing the results. Now you
0: see it. Now people are yeah. clicking on it. You're seeing the, the, your numbers increase. Yes. That's exciting. Yeah. You know, you, you created something of value, something that people are interested in and you, you can see yeah. those results. And now on the web, I guess it's almost immediate that you can see those results. Once you put it out there and you put your ad out there, whatever format that yeah, I mean, might be.
1: Right. It depends on how you want to, how you end up driving traffic. Um, if you leverage other people's lists and drive traffic that way, or if you do it organically with SEO, that's going to take longer. Um, and it depends on the niche and how you know insane that niche is. Um and uh, but if you do advertising like Facebook or pay per click, and you're willing to you can pay the money you can pay, um, you can start seeing results pretty quickly. Uh, how,
0: and, how has uh, the pay per click world gone recently? Is it more expensive, less expensive? Do, do, certainly do, more. Does it depend on the niche, Are some niches more expensive now than they were, and and some are less?
1: That's not the wild wild west days anymore. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I. When we started doing this stuff back when i when i started doing it back in you know 2003 four five um i, I always think about those as wild less wild days that's when we could get five cent clicks and um and you uh, make good conversions because you're paying like pennies yeah. for, for traffic but yeah i mean certainly over the decades uh niches have become more expensive a lot are it's a lot harder to get those cheaper clicks so you got to have a better a conversion process mm-hmm. on site and good funnel and all that, but, uh, but yeah. And, and then even Facebook is, it's not as easy as it once was. Uh, that's a little different than pay-per-click, but it's, it's still, it's competitive.
0: It's competitive. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. And now when someone contacts you for a website, do you have a process that you bring them through to from a, pro, let's say from a prospect to a paying client and then to the actual production of the website?
1: Yeah, there's there's certainly a process um, depending on this origin of that uh, client um, or you know, prospect, uh, you know, you'd consider it a lead at first if it's somebody that's just uh, contact you or whatever. Um, the first thing I always, for me, like kind of the first step Depends on where the track. So if if it's an agency, sometimes the first step is going to be I'm going to end up getting like they'll have like an intake form that was that answers a bunch of questions. So we may not even talk to the client at first. It's like they give that to me, and then I will look at it and say, "Okay, we're missing this piece, or I need to know more about that, or whatever." So sometimes it's that way for me. Uh, But if it's a direct client, um, the first thing I'll usually do is jump on a phone call with them and have what we call an intro call. Okay. So uh to save everyone time, we just like, the first one's gonna be like 15 minutes. And I just want to get on the call and see if we're a good fit for you, and vice versa. Uh, and and at, ask some quick questions, figure out exactly what they're looking for, and probably even talk about price right away. Hmm. Get a ballpark. Um, so that's for me, I you know, to get have a qualified to qualify that lead and to make sure that it's uh piece of business that's worth, you know, we don't want to waste either party's time.
0: Right. Nobody wants to waste time.
1: Right. So if I if so, if so, I say, well, that type of project is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of four or $5,000, certain people are going to be like, that's way too much. It was great to meet you though. We're friends now, um, <laughs> maybe we can help you in the future. Um, but if they don't balk at that at all, and they just, you know, uh, and the conversation continues, we know you're in the right place and um so so that's the first piece and then then if that goes well then we'll come up we'll follow that up with probably a more in-depth call uh talking about the actual project and i'll very likely off we'll go look at the site first i'll get basic access wordpress site. i'm getting admin access maybe ftp um and do kind of an audit of the site and again it depends if it's an existing site um so-
0: so do most site most of your clients already have a website that they're looking to redesign or or completely change?
1: Most. Okay. I would I would say 80%, 90% are going to be once in all we run into a new business or a new website. Mm. Somebody's doing something. Oftentimes it's an existing one that or ones we're merging together, like we're doing, uh, talking about this week with a client. Um, or um so we're doing a redesign. Um, either and, and sometimes they might already have like a style guide. They have a logo and everything. And we're just taking what they have now and just refreshing it, modernizing it. Modernizing uh, A lot of it. times. Yes. I, I've know.
0: seen some sites that look like they were made in the nineties. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> <whoa. laughs> I had somebody recently, they said the site was made like six years ago and it looked like it was made in the nineties. It um, <laughs> okay. just, yeah. you know, there's, there's good designers in there and there's, you know, just like anything else, you know, Um, and, and agencies are different. So I've had, I had a client um, uh, this past year that they spent a lot of money on this website and they just had a few months back and they didn't like the design. They could never, they they got the site built, but they didn't like the design. I'm I'm talking tens of thousands on this website and like I said, probably wow too, uh, and but it was because this probably agency was really good at the code side. They built a the great site. It was fast. It was whatever, but she couldn't translate her vision on the mm-hmm. design side. So, and so I I actually came in. I was helping her with the new landing page and kind of rethinking that design and figuring out a path forward. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of that because websites generally, I heard a statistic years ago. And I don't know how accurate it is, (laughs) but I think most uh, businesses will redo their website every four to five years. Every, how often? Every four to five years.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, there's, there's new technologies out there. There's, there's new trends that you want to keep up with.
1: Well, the business evolves. The business evolves what's being offered or they got they actually figured out their branding now and they want (laughs) to improve that. Yes. Um, um, yes, a lot, I, a lot changes. changes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I went through that recently and it was, it was a big, um, it was a big thing. It was bigger than I thought it was. Took more time, took more energy, more effort. I lost, um, uh, folks on my emailing list cause I changed my email address to coincide with the new name of my business. And mm-hmm. wow, there, there was a lot going on there.
1: Yeah. Now, there's a lot of things to, you know, there's a whole stack of things yes. you have to consider when you're doing websites and and uh, you know, things you learn early on is like, always ask, where's your email? Where's your domain email if you're going to change a server or do something? Sometimes, because we'll do that too. We do the, you know, uh, we'll mer- migrate somebody to a better server or stuff like that. Right. But you got to know with experience, you know, well, that means we have to update something on the email side if they have Google Workspace or Microsoft yep. or you know whatever. So if, if I were if
0: I were to do it again, I would definitely um, employ some help somehow, and I would do it over a longer period of time so that the folks who are getting my emails in their inbox continue to get the new email address in their inbox.
1: Mm, and not yes.
0: spam. I mean my my open rates Matt went from 35% to 5%. And now mm. I'm backtracking. Now I have to backtrack and and get that 35% back up, you know, back there because that's I like that. I like the 35%. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot going on and and that's why we have professionals and I was a. I did a DIY this time. I will not do that again if that comes up. Nor would I recommend
1: it. It's good. Well, it's a good experience, though. I mean, you always got to look at the positive side of it. Now you know things that you wouldn't have known. And but I, I, think that's the important thing. Like like I was talking about before, where I have I did so many things. I built niche sites and mm-hmm. did all this stuff. And but knowing all that stuff, I know, you know, the questions to ask. You know, uh, you know details on how to do things like it's really important for me to talk to a client and to talk to my team. If I'm going to hand something off to them, and like to know, uh, even if I'm not doing the work myself, if I got a team member actually building the thing, I, I knowing how it's built and how that all fits together and all the right. things you got to think about.
0: And, and so, you know, the pitfalls because yeah. you know, like me, you've fallen into them <laughs> in the past. Right. But, was,
1: but my point is like, when you have now, Next time you have somebody else help you, you've been through the process. you're going to be able to actually understand, you know, uh, what's all involved and be able to communicate with them.
0: Yes. Yes. Definitely. One of my clients. clients. Right. I can say, Hey, don't do what I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. All all those experiences, good or bad. uh, That's right.
0: It all brings us to where we are today with, with that experience. And, and that's what makes each of us unique. I think is that we all have our own, um, knowledge, experience and expertise. Some of it was was um, earned with happy faces and great, great income coming in. Some of my experiences were that way. Some of them were the opposite of that way.
1: You had a good friend tell me, I, I've told this uh, probably a thousand times, it's one of those things that sticks with you forever and always fits into a conversation somewhere. Uh, but I had a friend of mine, I was, I was talking about, this is probably six, seven years ago, I you was know, like, gosh, I wish I would have just I would have done this web design stuff decades ago or web web development, coding, all that stuff. And he kind of stopped me in my tracks. He's like, no, Matt, he said, don't don't regret that. Because all of that stuff you did, from the art to the insurance to the to the websites, to memberships, all the stuff that you sold, all the good things and the bad things, that made you who you are today. And talk about differentiating. I I'm You know, we're all unique, you know, and we can figure out, identify those things that made, you know, made us and and accept who we are and all those, just leverage those going forward. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, so it's actually not a bad thing to have bad experiences because now you can educate others or help others avoid those bad experiences or... Or yourself, you, know, you
0: learn from it exactly. And they say bad experiences make good stories.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got a lot of them.
0: So Matt, this this has been fantastic, my friend. Um yeah. What we're coming to the end. So, what closing remarks or what takeaway? What one takeaway you could leave for our listeners today?
1: You know, uh, so. Related to differentiating or, you know, uh, you know, I think you have to lean into what your passions are, what you enjoy. Like when I decided to do web design and development, and it may not happen overnight, like you may not figure it out at first. It may take years to figure out what you should be doing, but when it does click, it's like take all those experiences you had, like we were just talking about, and make that unique person, like you're a unique person and figure out what makes you unique, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are too, because mm-hmm. that kind of forms us too. But, uh, and and lean into that stuff and um, become you know, be your authentic self. Um, it, it's, easy, it's easier to sell, it's easier to get up every day and be excited about going to work and stuff if you're doing what you're passionate about right. and what you should be doing. Um, yeah. And that's going to be related to the things you're good at and, and like to do. And like I like tinkering with websites. And
0: yeah. And and you will find people who identify with what makes you unique with, with your story. You will find people who do not identify yeah. with that, but you're going to find people who don't want to hire you anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'll find your tribe. You'll find you know?
0: your tribe. Exactly. And that's, that's what we want to do. We don't, I mean, how many billions of people in the world are there and um. We don't need all those we don't need clients. All them. We need a very, yeah. very small percentage. And they're out That's there. Right. They're yeah. out there. You've got to express yourself, right? Um, so, Matt, how can people get more Matt uh, Levenhagen?
1: Matt Levenhagen stuff? Levenhagen. Levenhagen. How
0: can we get more <laughs> Matt Levenhagen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Copenhagen with eleven in front of it. Yes. Levenhagen. Levenhagen. Um, no, <sighs> It's so, not
0: so
1: easy when you say it that way. <laughs> I've been saying it for 50 years. <laughs> um, so I, I'm on social media. So you can look up, you can actually do a Google search for Matt Levenhagen, you can probably find me. Um, but I'm on Twitter. My, my, main, or my main Hangouts are Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and I have a, both a business and a personal account on both of those I'm Matt Levenhagen. And then uh, my business is Unified Web Design. So unifiedwebdesign.com is my website, um, and also that's where I live on the web, social media. Um, And then thebuilders.fm if you're interested in business-related podcasts. Yeah, great. Dedicated website there.
0: Okay. Builders.fm? Thebuilders.fm.
1: Thebuilders.fm. Thebuilders. Thebuilders.
0: Thebuilders. Thebuilders. Thebuilders Thebuilders.fm and unifiedwebdesign. Yes. And that information will be in the show notes. Awesome. Yes. Great. Matt, so great to have you here. Enjoyed the conversation.
1: Great. We'll do it again.
0: Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel and never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.